0: Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. Here are three steps that you can use to overcome the fear of failure going into a game. Step number one is narrow your circle. So I want you to think of two different circles. One's going to be a really big circle. One's going to be a very small and narrow circle. Now with these circles, what we're talking about is your attention. So with the bigger circle, your attention is very spread out. It's covering you know, the people in the stands, your coaches, your teammates, the other team. It's just a very big circle of attention, which means you are worried about all this different stuff when we get very specific about what is causing or driving your fear of failure, it's likely going to be a fear that you have about something or some kind of negative consequence resulting from you making a mistake. Even the idea of focusing on a mistake in the future means that you have a big circle in terms of your attention because you're thinking about the future. Now, opposite of that is going to be a narrow or a smaller circle and what you want when it comes to the fear of failure is a very, very small circle. This means that your attention or your focus is only on yourself. Think about having the smallest circle you can that only encompasses yourself and what you need to be doing at that moment, your job, and what you can control. Even the future, once again, the mistake you might make in the future, that involves a bigger circle because now the circle needs to even even include the future as well. And so then we might even start to see this, this circle include the past, which means you may be thinking about past mistakes you've made, which is going to make this fear of failure worse. So the first step is you need to really narrow your circle, shrink it down, get a very, very small circle that is only focused on you and yourself. Now, once you've done that, Steps two and three are going to be about aspects of that smaller circle or things that you can control that are going to work to build your confidence and also get your attention on what's going to help you play your best at that moment. So step number two is you want to remember some past successes. Now, I know I just said that you don't want to be thinking about the past or future, but in this case, it's actually very helpful to think about the past once you've narrowed your circle onto yourself, because when you think about the past in this specific way where you are remembering past successes, it's going to increase the belief that you have in yourself that you can go out there and you can play well going into this game. Now kind of another variation of this would be to perform some visualization where you visualize yourself performing well. But I have honestly found more success with remembering past successes going into a game to help athletes reduce the fear of failure than necessarily visualizing how they want the game to go. Because sometimes when they visualize how they want the game to go right before the game starts, if they're already experiencing some fear, number one, it may be hard to see themselves perform well in that game. But number two, it almost puts more pressure on them that they need to play well which can increase the fear even more because that pressure of I need to play well can quickly turn into I hope I don't make a mistake which once again is only going to perpetuate that fear of failure. So for step 2, I really encourage you just remember some past successes and an exercise that can help with this is listing out a few different, you know, a few different times in the past where you have done well, maybe come up with Three to five different performances or plays, at bats, you know, goals you've had, whatever it might be, that really exemplifies past times where you've played your best. So that's step number two. Remember those past successes, and then step number three is you want to set yourself a very simple objective for the game. This is where we are taking that attention off of everybody else, right? Taking that big circle, turning it into a small circle. You are building your confidence with the past successes in step two. And now for step three, we're thinking as you transition into the game and as you really start playing, how can you keep that attention on yourself, keep that circle very small, but also give yourself the best chance of playing as well as you can. And that's where a performance objective comes into play. Now, you know, if we're talking about, honestly, any kind of mental skill or mental game challenge, At the core of what we're trying to get to is we're trying to get to you being able to just play freely trust yourself you know and play like you do if you know maybe nobody's watching or you have no pressure on yourself right simply playing freely this is where you trust yourself and you really trust all that training that you've put in now it's hard to get to that state if you're focused so much on fear and all you can think about is how i don't want to make any mistakes the reason that I like to use performance objectives is because if you give yourself or you give your mind specifically something very simple to focus on, it can eliminate a lot of these worrisome thoughts and a lot of these fearful thoughts because your mind is already focused on a simple objective. When you focus your mind on a simple objective, and you really keep that keep that attention very very simple, very small, very narrow, what happens is you then allow yourself and you allow your talents to just simply take over. This is where we start to allow muscle memory to take over. Now when I'm working with athletes in one-on-one mental performance coaching, which by the way, if you are interested in learning more about one-on-one coaching, I put a link to that in the description below. Now when I'm working with an athlete in one-on-one coaching, we talk a lot about the difference between a practice mindset and then a performing mindset. Now during practice, You still want to be focused on yourself, right? But you also know that during practice, this is a time to be building muscle memory. So you are working on your mechanics, you're building those fundamentals, you're pretty much building what you want to have take over during a game. And so then when we transition into a game or a performance, now's the time to simply allow that muscle memory, allow all that training to take over. Once again, that can be very hard if you're experiencing a lot of fear. So an objective where you focus on something very simple, that can just allow that muscle memory to take over for you. When it comes to deciding what your objective is going to be, I like to use a reverse engineering process where you think, what am I the most afraid of? So if we use, if we use a, a baseball player with hitting, for example, he might say, I'm afraid of striking out or I'm afraid of getting out with hitting. So I experience a lot of fear going up to that. Then we would say, okay, well, how do you avoid striking out or avoid getting out? Well, we know that that cannot be, you know, that can't be controlled 100% of the time, but we can influence having a good at bat. So then we would break it down even even further and say, you know, what is important and what leads to you having a good at bat? He may say, pitch selection. Having good pitch selection is what I really need to focus on. So then his objective going into the at bat would be focus on good pitch selection, Or maybe he says that for me, it's really about timing. I have good pitch selection, but sometimes I'm a little out in front, I'm a little antsy or I'm a little late. Well, then his objective is to be on time. And so then that's going to carry into the on-deck circle where he's really timing up the pitcher. But do you see how we're coming up with a very simple objective or a simple focus that he can have? That number one is controllable, right? Pitch selection, so deciding what pitch to swing at, that's controllable. Timing up the pitcher, that's also controllable. So that's the key to your objective. You want your objective to be in your control because, once again, this is all starting with that narrow circle, that really small circle, instead of focusing on a big circle. Bigger circle would be, I don't want to get out, right? That's a bigger circle because it's talking about the future. It might be, focusing on how hard the pitcher's throwing in and, and kind of a stressful way, thinking about what my coach is gonna think if I do strike out. All of that involves that bigger circle. So when you're setting your objective, get very specific, keep it very simple, but keep two things in mind. What's gonna help me play my best and what's controllable? So those are the three steps that you can use to overcome the fear of failure going into a game. So make sure that you narrow that circle. Don't have your attention too big and focused on all these external factors. Focus on yourself. Step number two, Remind yourself of some past times where you've done well. This is really gonna improve your confidence going into the game. And then step number three, set yourself a very simple objective that's gonna keep your focus simple and just allow your muscle memory to take over. I hope you enjoyed this video. And if you did, please hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. I put out new videos each week on sports psychology and mental training. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, Follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at successstartswithin.com.